0: another beautiful day here in Los Angeles, got out surfing today and I'm off to a nice mindful start to my day, did some yoga and meditation, actually left my phone uh, alone for three hours which was a really nice start to the day, definitely recommend it. So today we're going to talk about how to get published in top publications like Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc and so on and to actually become a writer there, not just to get coverage. Now this is something that I get asked about a lot, I've been writing for maybe like five years now at this point, and when you do a google search it looks like there's you know a ton of articles like so much coverage all this stuff well that stuff's all been built up over the course of 5 years uh, when you take a snapshot of it now it looks like a lot of volume but the truth is i was just consistent over the years so i'm going to tell you how i actually got from being like a nobody with no presence uh, in terms of thought leadership to being able to write for these large publications and actually use that as leverage in all kinds of other situations So it's a really valuable skill set, it's a very valuable asset to have no matter what you do, whether you're an employee or whether you're an entrepreneur. It's great to have a personal brand, as we all know, I mean, Zen Business is part of my brand, right? This is one of my outlets for sharing the insights that I've learned along the way. And I think everybody should have a personal brand, it's incredibly important. So the first thing about becoming a published author is you want to start small. You don't just go and apply it Forbes or whatever the publication is, Mind Body Green, whatever your favorite thing to read is. You don't just go apply there on day one. You want to start by asking yourself, what do I know better than anybody else? What is the one skill that I am expert in that nobody else can do better than me in? Or maybe you're not even the best at it, but maybe it's just your strongest skill that you know is unique to you. I think it's Naval who calls this specialized skills. So. This is going to be the basis for building your author voice, and I should caveat this conversation by saying that there is no silver bullet to becoming you know, a writer at Forbes. There's definitely hacks, there's definitely ways to make it happen faster, but at the end of the day, it's going to take some patience, persistence, and hard work just like anything else. So I encourage you to be patient throughout this process because I'm going to show you a surefire way to get it done, but it's not necessarily going to get done in two weeks. You know, it could take months or years. And of course, that's fine. (laughs) You know, you're not going to need to have this done tomorrow. It's going to be something that you build up over time and build more and more credibility for. So, like I said, the first thing is finding your author voice. And in order to find your author voice, you first have to start with what are you best at? That is gonna put you as a competitive edge. This is something that's gonna be insightful or curious or unique that only you can do. That could be, you know, some random skill set like Tabata, or it could be, you know, how to get published in Forbes, right? Whatever it is that you know that most people don't, that's what's gonna be valuable to the onlooker or the listener to, to see. So that should be your starting point. This develops your angle but it doesn't develop your author voice. Your author voice is for all, you know, just just like it sounds, it's, it's what message you're trying to tell. But a lot of people don't know their author voice yet, which is fine, especially if you're earlier in your career, so you're in your twenties and you haven't become an expert in any one field yet. You're still kind of a generalist, like poking around and learning. So it's normal to not understand your author voice at this stage, but the more self-actualized you become, the more mature you grow and the more expert you get, your author voice will get sharper and sharper it'll become more and more competitive so you want to start that process first asking yourself what positioning what framing what angle do I want to take with my writing with my thought leadership with anything that is a, a question a rhetorical question you're going to ask yourself at first and then that will set intention to be thinking about it regularly as you write so Ask yourself, what do I do better than anybody else? That could be your first article, right? So, you know, in my case, one of the first publications I got uh, placement in, or they they published my articles, was Mind Body Green, and at that time, I was running a fitness app, so I was the expert in the the re- component of rewards that come with fitness, because my app was a app that gives you rewards for working out. So that was my angle when it came to writing for Mind Body Green. So everything I wrote about for them was observing the relationship to rewards, to outcomes, to you know, positive emotions that come from working out. And so that's the beginning of the articles that I started submitting to them. Now, that was very early in my journey. I would say that was like year 2 of writing, and I'll explain how I even got to writing for Mind Body Green, but That is really where my voice started to develop. I started to come up with an angle. I started looking at human psychology, how we associate ourselves with rewards and outcomes from fitness and from other things. And that is really what gave me a special unique angle that they wanted to publish about, which in their publication, I think they get like 2 million readers a day, something like that. So my articles would reach tens of thousands of people in a matter of days. That's how powerful the angle in the publication can be. So first ask yourself, what do I do better than anybody else? Second, ask yourself, what author voice do I want to have? And the third thing within this starting small category is to prolifically write. So a junior partner at my company uh, has been asking me these same questions for a long time. And I told him the same thing. I said, look, try to get published at some small publications, practice your author voice. And then number three, write prolifically. The more you write, just like anything else, right, like 15,000 hours to become an expert at something, I think that's like seven years, 2,000 hours a year, something like that. That process will make you such a refined writer. You'll write so many bad articles and you'll eventually sort through what makes those into bad articles to where they become very refined and pointed and very little fat. and They're very dense as, as you mature this writing journey. So just put in the hours, right? Like, you're not really going to know what you want to write about until you start just kind of word vomiting, right? Just like putting it down on paper and, and trying it out and seeing how it floats, seeing if the content comes out dense and valuable and all of that. And that is what will begin to mature into your bigger personal brand as you grow up. So I'll explain where you should be prolifically writing. But the first thing that you want to do is just have this mindset that the more revisions, the more rounds in the game that I get with this, the better my writing is gonna get. So this obviously means it needs to be a long-term goal. This can't be something where you wanna just have it done tomorrow. But whether you're a doctor, you know, writing for medical publications, trade publications, things like that, or whether you're an engineer talking about, you know, breakthrough science that you've developed at your company, everyone can benefit from this. So there's really no reason to not do it. However, it's not a flash in the pan type of endeavor. This is something you should commit to long-term and it gets easier and better, and it compounds and magnifies the longer you stick with it because uh, other publications start reaching out and asking you to write for them. So the process gets a lot easier the more uh, experience you get and the more rounds in the game, like I said. So first thing, start small, ask yourself, what do I do better than anyone else? Second, ask yourself, what's my author voice and what do I want my author voice to be? And third is to prolifically write. This will refine your writing quite a bit. Section number two, team up with small publications. The first thing I did, I actually did mentor blogging first. So I wrote about men's style, uh, like New York suits, that type of stuff. So that was kind of a light touch on writing, but it got me comfortable putting my work in front of other people. And it got me through the process of having family and friends make fun of me and troll me because I was putting myself out there. Now, that process was painful, but looking back on it, of course, I'm grateful for it because it got me comfortable enough to where I can share what's special that I have that other people would value. In fact, my deepest readers were not my friends and family. It was people who were searching Google and finding my articles and being like, Oh, wow, this guy's up to something cool. So I just started by writing about menswear. Now, you might feel like this is kind of wasted effort because you don't have any readership, right? But it's actually better because you're not getting as much negative critique as I was Early on, and so you build up that audience. And people who don't know who you are tend to not take as cynical an outcome as somebody else who knows you and might be jealous of what you're up to. So it actually is good to build that audience. You know, every blog starts with zero readers, and then one, and then two, and then three, and so on. And so when people search Google, they're going to have a very objective outlook on you. They're not going to have all these emotions from a past relationship with you. So building that up steadily, one, uh, refines your writing style a lot. Two, you might find that. Uh, Maybe menswear isn't what I want to do long term. For me it wasn't. But at least I got the experience doing it and I developed my writing skills, of course from a grammatical perspective, but more from an author voice perspective, like who do I want to be in this world? So as you write uh, for your own blog, you can just write about whatever you're interested in. It doesn't have to be anything super specific at this stage, because remember, early in your journey, you're more of a generalist. Later in your journey, you're more of an expert. So your your insights not going to be as dense and valuable early on because you just don't have as much experience. When you get to a more mature level and you're expert in certain things, that's going to make it much easier to write about this stuff as if it's fact because you've experienced it yourself. So practice writing on your own blog, no matter what it is. I mean, for for me, it was menswear and style. Second, it was fitness and rewards. And now today it's marketing and sales and mindfulness and things like that. So it's okay for those things to change shapes. But, over the years, I've developed one a lot of relationships with authors and publishers and you know, different partners in the game because I've been writing for so long. People have been seeing my stuff and they've you know, come to me and asked about it. We have you know, done articles about each other, all of that. Which brings me to my second point under team up with small publications. Offer guest posts of your best work to your favorite blogs. So, Look at all the publications that you read regularly, that you're interested in, and the ones that you gain a lot of value from, because you're going to be learning what they're teaching. And so you'll have to become pretty expert in that category. So I recommend going to blogs that you're, readers at, that you're a reader at and offering them to publish a story that you wrote about something you find interesting in that topic, right? It could be finance, it could be fitness, it could be crypto I don't know whatever it doesn't matter it's all about what you're naturally drawn to because that will make it more frictionless to write right and you'll get better because you're more educated in that topic even if it's doggy daycares or <laughs> training your cat I don't know it doesn't matter it's it's all about what you're expert in because that's where you're going to have the most authority and your your voice of authority is really what defines how people look at you and will they listen right you have to have credibility with your name of course To that end, you can't have a bunch of negative press about you out there either because that will have the same negative effects. So treat this as if it's a delicate flower. You have to protect it and preserve it and really grow it in order to be controlling the narrative about you. So as you go to these publications and you give them the opportunity to publish your work, one, you're giving them good content. Two, it's going to help them get more readers from your audience. And three, they're always looking for new writers. So if they find somebody who's, you know, at least at baseline skill level, but is very prolific and, you know, is contributing a lot and has a unique angle and gets along well with the editors and things like that, they want more people like you. They want more good content. So the more dense the value is, the more definitive your author voice is and the more relevant your content is, it's going to make getting published for your first time much easier. So that's a pretty common tactic is to go to a place where you own some voice of authority and you're very familiar with the topic because you're reading it and then give your articles to them. Now just to pause for a second. This whole process of, you know, asking yourself what you do best, finding your author voice, writing prolifically to practicing on your own blog, to offering guest posts, this whole process could be pretty quick. I think this whole process took me about 3 months, but you know, it all depends how much time you have to set aside for this stuff. But at the end of the day, don't think of this as a multi-year process for this component of it. This is just getting out, writing a couple times a week and seeing how your voice develops, but also how people respond to it and accept your articles. So once you get your, your first guest post published, this is the easiest way to get the process rolling because now you have a case study, right? You have something on a legitimate website where you can send to another editorial publication and say, hey, look, I got published in this magazine or whatever, and you can send an article. So you're just like in sales, you're trying to sell the last sale, right? So you're trying to leverage the credibility of a case study that you have on hand that's recent and relevant that will make the next time much easier. If I tell, you know, an editor that I'm a writer, entrepreneur, and I'm applying to write at Forbes, they're going to want to take that talent and use it on their own publication. They're going to want me writing articles free for them because that benefits them in a big way, right? One, you're taking talent from the competition, but two, you're getting a great writer out of it, getting great content. So the more case studies, the more articles you have up, the easier it becomes to to ratchet up to the next level. Just to round that all up, once you get published on somebody else's blog, you now have a portfolio, right? You have work you can show. Storytelling is what ties all of sales and pitching and all that stuff together. People, you can tell them logically that you have this skill set, and you might be able to prove it in some way, but it doesn't become emotional for them. It doesn't really strike a chord until you've hit the other side of the brain. And that's where storytelling comes in that appeals to the emotional side. Well, case studies are just stories about past experiences. And in this case, articles are that storytelling, literally and metaphorically. So use the ability to storytell to foray you into getting that authorship at the next publication, which takes me to my point. Number three, apply for the writership that you want tirelessly now. A lot of people, you know, I think of it like how people apply for their visa in the United States. One of my best friends uh, applied three years in a row, has four people in his family, and they all applied. So they got four entries each time. And if just one person gets accepted, the whole family gets accepted for a green card. Now, when you hear about people applying for visas, they, most people have an aversion to it. It's, it's kind of like the last resort when it comes to getting your, your visa to the United States. Well, the truth is, because so many people distrust that process, it's actually not that competitive. So he got accepted for his visa to the U.S. and, you know, he had like 12 entries from four people applying free times. So he ended up getting uh, citizenship here in the U.S. out of that. So it's the same way with writing. A lot of people are afraid to actually go apply for the writership that they want. But you got to remember that these publications want writers like you. They want people who are driven, eager, etc. And they want high value, dense content. So if they can get that for free out of somebody, you know, contributing to their blog or to their publication, they want that. So they already want people like you to apply. So you have to use that channel for your benefit. So here's how you go about applying. Um, I take a roundabout way. I don't always go through the front door. Now, I have applied through the front door. I applied to entrepreneur to become a writer and they have approved it. I applied to Forbes years ago and they didn't approve it. So it doesn't always work, of course, right? Maybe I wasn't ready at that stage. But there's kind of two ways to approach this. One, yeah, you should be applying through the front door. All of the big publications have an apply to contribute page on their website where you can go and you know make your pitch and send them some articles that you think that they'll like and then get authorship, which again, it does work. That's how I got entrepreneur. But at that time, I had already written for Forbes, Influensive, MindBodyGreen, Founder Magazine, a lot of them. So, I mean, it was kind of a layup at that point because I was offering them my talent that their competitors would be getting if they turned me away. But the roundabout way to get there is to just like we did, you know, pitching an article to a publication that we're a big time reader at. Now we're going to pitch it in a more massive way. So at this point you've written a lot, right? You're maybe six or 12 months into the process. You've gotten published in some publications and you've got some credibility to your name. You've got case studies, you've got storytelling. This is where you take an article pitch and you write the article and then you send that same pitch email just like you would for PR right you like write a pitch in an email and you send it to the either the reporters or to the editor and you ask them to publish this article you say hey i've written an article about xyz i thought you might be interested in publishing it cuz your readers are into xyz Now at a micro level that works right like that's how most traditional PR works but at a macro level at least on my team what we do is we do stuff in a statistically significant way right so thousands not tens right or like tens of thousands not hundreds so we will actually do mass distributions of articles to try to get them picked up more often so what we do is we compile a list of like a thousand writers in one case we did it for uh, pet cbd so I compiled a bunch of writers from all these different pet health blogs, and there was a total of like nine hundred after scraping the list. You can use tools like Hunter.io and Snowio to capture these emails. So once you get all these emails, you put them into an outbound email campaign, and you make your pitch look like it's a one-to-one email, but in fact, a thousand reporters are going to get that. And this is where your article can get picked up a lot. In that particular case, when I was talking about the dog CBD, this article got picked up nine times from one mailing. I mailed to three hundred writers the first time, 35 of them responded, 9 of them published an article. So you can see how quickly that bears fruit because you got thousand people reading this article that you wrote and if it's actually decent, they're going to want to put it on their blog. They'll include some backlinks, they'll get some good SEO out of it. So that's a quick, easy way to get published because you're going to hit it at a massive scale right you're going to hit it at a macro scale and so that's a pretty unique strategy if you made it this far into the episode respect because that's a secret i don't usually tell but it does work well so when it comes to pitching your article to all of these different reporters what you do is at the end you say if you like the article in my writing uh, one it would really make my day maybe my year if you would published this and two uh, I would be happy to contribute more often you know, if you like my writing. And so that little gentle call to action at the end reminds them the idea that, hey, this guy's article is good. Maybe we should have him write regularly for us. And I learned these strategies from a really prolific growth hacker in the PR space. And he now writes for over 90 publications, including Forbes, entrepreneur, business.com. So the dude has a lot of credibility online and he taught me this strategy. And so now we use it a lot for K and J, but also for our clients and it can help us get articles published as many as 40 times. We start with it on, say, Forbes.com, do an anchor story there, and then mail that story to a thousand different writers. And if they see a news story that's trending on Forbes, they're going to want to pick up the same and put it on theirs. So it brings a lot of credibility and you get a lot better conversion rate from those other authors. So this is a, a great hack for getting additional coverage. And when a reporter or an editor responds and says, hey, maybe we would like you to write for our blog, boom, Then you got another authorship right there now you can accumulate authorships in a huge volume by doing this of course you know you want to do this in reason you want to have enough time to contribute meaningfully to each publication that you care about but like i said the guy who taught me this has access to 90 plus publications now and he helped me get entrepreneur he's helped me get forbes articles up so just be thinking about that because the more that you get out there and pitch your articles, even if you get a thousand no's, if you get one yes, guess what? Now you're in Forbes, right? So that's an important component is is going from kind of like a micro level of pitching five or six blogs to a macro level of pitching a thousand at a time. And of course, if you are writing work that is solely focused on contributing value, if it's not promotional, then they will really bite on that because most people are pitching promotional articles. So, one, the editors obviously don't like that, and two, they might make you pay because it's considered advertising if it's promotional. So, if you you take all of these components that I've talked about, first, working on your author voice, getting your angle down, second, prolifically writing, and then pitching to blogs that you currently read, and then three, pitching at a macro scale, you will be able to develop this very, very quickly. You will, if you follow that process exactly, I bet you will do in Two years what took me five years now that i look back on it if i were to just do this densest value type of stuff i would have done it much faster and that's what i'm leaving you with is just the the meat here I've, I've cut all the fat away so throughout this process i probably have like 50 or 60 articles out there either that i wrote or that are about me and so now when somebody goes to evaluate whether i'll make a good contributor to their publication they can see articles on forbes entrepreneur inc all these different publications about me and they're like oh this guy's legit even if they don't even read the articles maybe they don't even know the content's good but just that credibility really makes it easier to get locked into those bigger publications now for me I started on Influensive this is the first off-site writing that I was doing and then I, I got Mind, Body, Green after that and then I got Founder Magazine after that and eventually i got forbes um and once i have forbes i could get entrepreneur too because entrepreneur is really hard to get but this process you know even though it took me a while it's been you know it's not something i really like hang myself up on and and get like too stressed about i just do it when I'm, i'm i'm feeling into it right like when i'm feeling inspired and it's it's aligned and it's authentic for me i write about something that i'm passionate about just like i'm talking about in this you know i know a lot of people are passionate about this i'm super passionate about it i love you know, being a writer and having, you know, published work out there and, and having kind of a journal of my growth as a person. So I put all these factors together and like, you know, before you know it, you've got all these big publications writing about you or you've become an author at them. And I've already given you the hack to become an author. So I hope this was helpful. I know it's uh, it sounds kind of daunting, but the truth is you just gotta get into it, right? Like I didn't have any kind of training, right? I just I got offered a, a writing job at you know one publication mind you it's not paid it's a contributorship so it's free for the for the publication but you know just day by day did a little bit didn't stress too much about it but now when my clients look me up before they want to work with me they're like okay this guy's legit and i haven't been in any lawsuits or nothing like that haven't really had any negative press so there's really nothing negative out there that would influence them to to not work with me but at the same time oftentimes clients come to me and like tell me oh i want to i want to have that presence i want to have just like you did. And that's exactly how you do it. So hope this is valuable. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me at itsjmaxim on Instagram. I-t-s-j-maxim. I publish a lot of stuff like this. I think that could be helpful for you either as an entrepreneur or just a, a change maker trying to do bigger things in this world. All right. I'll see you next Monday at the same time. Ciao.